Hey everyone, saddle up and get yourself ready for the Horse Business Advice Podcast, where I share tips and insights for horse business owners around the world on all kinds of things to do with running your business. I'm Melody, online horse business coach, mother, lover of horses, collector of far too many saddle pads, and unicorn obsessed. I'm absolutely passionate about helping equine-related businesses get the confidence to move forward and get organized enough to be able to still have a life and a business at the same time. Now, I don't want you out there struggling to find the help you need, wondering what the hell to do next. I'm here to tell you that you do not have to go on this journey of horse business alone. So come along and join my free Facebook group, Equine Entrepreneurs Horse Business Advice, and be part of a really supportive and thriving community of horse business owners from around the world. Welcome everyone, it is Melody here and in today's episode of the Horse Business Advice podcast, I want to talk to you guys about leaking money. Where is all your money going? Now, first things first, If you are not across your money and you don't know where your profit and loss is, then you're going to want to scramble and start looking into those sorts of things because leaving it until the end of the financial year and then realizing that you've made no profit or you've been working for 17 cents an hour or whatever, it's not a good idea. You can find your money issues far earlier than that. And, you know, I've actually been there. I would say 17 years ago, maybe 16 years ago, in my previous um, product-based business, I had an infant and um, I was very isolated, didn't have a lot of family support, and I was just totally overwhelmed all the time. And as a result, the thing that was the least amount of fun for me was the thing that didn't get done, and that, my friends, was accounts. I've made no secret of the fact that I don't love doing accounts. Uh, It's my sister that has a master's degree in maths, not me. Uh, So I say that she got all the maths genes and I got all the horse genes. I know which one worked out better financially, I tell you. It's an expensive process owning horses. Anyway, I would always put off my accounts. I would always leave it till the last minute. Um, and it was just, it was just hard slog for me. So mentally I just checked out and I was judging the success of my business based on the size of my bank account, which I know a lot of you do now. And I can tell you from experience, it is a terrible and horrible idea because I was that person that finally reconciled all my accounts, which were, you know, 14, 16 months behind and finally sat down and went, oh, I've made like, you know, $9,000 profit over an entire year and I feel like I'm working 60-hour weeks. Worked out what that was at an hourly rate and just went, oh, my gosh, that's just awful. And, you know, I had left a very well-paid, high-flying corporate job um, when I became pregnant with my son, who's now 18, and... So I had capacity to go back to that job and earn all this money, but I was choosing not to. I wanted to be at home. I wanted to be having my own business. I was a lot happier, except there was no money. So 
that's when things started to turn around for me and I, I accepted that I needed to change my mindset about the money and even though to this day I do not love doing my accounts, I do it. And I am so across my mathsing, and for those who know me, know that I've got that word to describe, the looking at your figures. I am so across my mathsing that I know exactly what's going on all the time. I still don't love it, right? So don't think that you can only be across stuff if you love doing it, because I don't. I really don't love it. I would rather somebody else worry about it and I just do my job. And I would rather not having to worry about whether there was money coming in and money going out and how much I was spending, how much I wasn't spending. But I do have to, as a responsible business owner and as somebody that actually needs this income to uh, fulfill my life, I kind of need to be on top of these things. So if you're that person that leaves your accounts because you're too busy, too busy to reconcile accounts, don't know where your receipts are, can't remember what that thing was, then right now, draw a line in the sand, that has got to change. And I'll tell you why. It's because when you get to the end of the financial year and you realise that you have earned $3 an hour for that whole year, you have no way to go back and rectify that. However, if you're across your figures and you can predict ahead, you can actually figure out just a rough idea of the predicted income that you can make. Now, I realize some businesses, this is easier to do with others. For example, product-based businesses, you don't know if you're going to sell $3,000 worth of products this month or $20,000. But you can start to get a bit of an idea and start to get a bit of a pattern once you have 12 months of data of what's happened in the last 12 months and then you look at what's happening in the current climate, what you know, whether your product is still relevant um, and you know what other trends in the industry are, then you can start to gauge, well, you know, this year the sales might be down by 20%. Um, so, you know, I can estimate all of that out. And that's really, that's all about cash flow management. But what I really wanted to talk to you about today was when you find out that you are leaking money. All right, so money leaking. It's a common term. I didn't make it up. Lots of people use it. When you're leaking money, it means that money is going out the door that you're just not aware of or you're not across why it's going out the door or how much it's going out the door. Or money leak can also refer to not pricing your products correctly and not taking things into account like freight or if you're in Australia, GST or any of those sorts of things. So money leaks could be something as simple as maybe a subscription that you paid for a year ago that it turns out that you haven't used but you're on auto renew and so you're paying $199 a year for something that you've not used. Now, $199 a year isn't an enormous amount of money until you realize that over 10 years, that's nearly $2,000. But also, if you have five of those things in a year, that's, you know, it's all starting to add up, right? So what we want to do is look for all the places 
that the money is leaking. Now, the best way to do that is to account for every single dollar in every single direction. Those of you who take cash and work on a bit of a, you know, this goes straight into my pocket, I don't put it in my bank account because, you know, then I don't pay tax on it, which I understand. Um, I'm not judging you here for whether you do that or not. But the downside of working like that is uh, unless you're keeping a really good record, you kind of lose track of what's coming in and what's going out. Whether you receive cash or everything is done online on bank accounts, the important thing is understanding where every cent of your money goes and what it is doing. Being able to account for it. And, you know, I've recently spoken to a few different business owners who have you know, said that um, their end of year profit and loss shows that they've made X amount of money, but they're really struggling to pay their bills. And then the question is, well, where did that X amount of money go? And if they can't answer that question, there's a problem. And that's where money leaks are. If you can't answer the question of where every cent went, then you definitely have an issue. So one of the things you can do is look through your bank statements for, you know, realistically needs to be for 12 months and look at every single thing that goes out. Now, if you're that efficient person and every single thing goes into zero or MyOB or QuickBooks or a spreadsheet, then great. Look at your spreadsheet. Don't group things together. I know that you can create categories like in Zero, you know, you create accounts and perhaps all the different subscriptions get put into subscriptions. And maybe it says your accounts say you spent $10,000 a year on subscriptions. You look at that and go, well, you know, okay, that's reasonable because I have this, this, this and this and that's what I use to run my business. But you might find that three of those subscriptions are things that you don't use or that you could put all together into a different thing and combine them and use a completely different program or subscription. Or it might be something that, you know, you can join something and then cancel it and then rejoin it another time if it's, you know, perhaps a subscription website where there's monthly access to something or, you know, you can download some images or some templates or whatever. So you want to be looking for where is your money going and can you stop those leaks? Because the thing is... Right, people say to me, I just need to make more sales. I don't have enough money. I don't have enough money to pay my bills. Uh, some people are even, um, and you know, there is more than one business owner out there that I've worked with recently that is in a situation where they are borrowing money to pay off other debts. They might have put something on their credit card and then they take out a PayPal loan to pay their credit card off. You know, that sort of thing, like you're getting into really risky territory there when you're having to borrow money to pay off other debts of loans of things like that. So if you're, you know, it's kind of double dipping and it's just dangerous because it it creates a never ending circle of then you have to borrow money to pay off that loan and it just goes on and on forever. The thing is, is saying I just need to make more sales. Yes, it's true. You do need more money coming in through the door. But if you don't fix the leaks, that money is going straight back out the door, right? So making more sales is not going to fix the problem. You have to identify the problem and fix the problem. It might be that you are 
not charging enough. This is common in service-based businesses that everyone else in the industry charges this or I always used to charge that and I feel bad putting my prices up or my clients really can't afford anymore or I'm afraid I'm going to use clients. And, you know, go back and listen to some of my past podcasts talking about pricing and raising your prices because, you know, hopefully that can talk you through some of the the concepts of you need to be paid what you need to be paid, what you're worth, what it costs you. You need to actually understand all these figures. In product-based businesses, what I see happening is uh, people letting people take things on credit. That's one big no-no. People buying multiple amounts of stock in that they literally can't afford. This new sparkly purple saddle pad range that they haven't paid for the last purple sparkly saddle pad. They need to consider whether they actually can afford this new thing. And then the other thing that product-based businesses tend to get stuck with is, you know, if you're in that situation where you're on selling somebody else's products, and you say somebody comes and says, I, oh, you know, I want to order this pair of boots, but you have a minimum order with your supplier. So you just go, well, I have to like throw this, this and this into my cart to make up to their minimum amount so that I can get these boots to these clients. Well, in the end, you end up with all this dead stock that you've had to order in that you couldn't afford to start with. If you make your own stuff, Um, another kind of business, so product-based business but handmade, then the things that I see happening here as a money leak is people pricing things according to what they think people will pay for them. And I've seen some really cracking examples of this that make me just hold my head and cringe where people might make this magnificent like let's say it's a saddle cover, magnificent saddle cover. It takes them three hours to make it. But they look at it and they think, well, no one will pay more than 30 bucks for that, so that's what I'm going to price it as, which is just crazy. Like you can't make money like that. Nobody does that that wants to make a profit. So don't do that. Please, please, please don't do that. So when I'm talking about you identifying your money leaks, I want you to look at not only the things that you are spending money on that you shouldn't be, but also the things that you are not bringing money in that you should be. You know, sometimes your clients might incur some extra expenses because they left things till the last minute or they want you to do something extra for their horse like if you're a trainer or you run an adjustment center or you're you know you do stuff like that they might want something extra and you feel bad for them um, because it's so much money and you know they can't afford it because they're already struggling to pay their adjustment on time or they're already struggling to pay their training on time so you don't charge them that's a money leak and let's think about it like this and I was saying this to um, somebody this morning let's give the scenario of a person goes to buy a, a car and they take out a car loan and then sadly that person passes away and their family is left with the car loan do you think the bank is going to say oh I'm so sorry for your loss to the family don't worry about paying the loan back we feel really bad for you 
Of course they're not. And whilst I am talking about specific examples, what, I, what I'm getting at is that you, no matter how much you think the person can or can't afford it, if they have asked you to do the thing, they've asked you to keep their horse for two weeks longer of training, or um, they couldn't come and pick their horse up because their float needed to be fixed or whatever, that is 100% on them no matter their financial circumstances, and you do not have to absorb that. You don't have to wear anybody else's poor judgment. You don't have to wear anybody else's decisions. Wearing things like that is also a money leak. So have a think about all of your accounts. And, you know, look at can you account for everything? Here's another thing that I've come across recently, and it's been quite interesting going through this process. When you do do your profit and loss and you end up with a figure that is your taxable income, can you actually account for where that money's gone? And, like, it's totally okay if you spent the whole damn lot on purple sparkly saddle pads. I'm, I'm perfect. I mean, I, who am I to judge? I am perfectly okay with you spending it on that because that taxable income, that profit, is your money if you're a sole trader. So if you're a company... Disregard that because, yes, it actually does matter and it's a whole different thing. But as a sole trader, and a lot of you guys listening to this are sole traders, it's actually more about just recognizing where that money goes. Where is it being spent? Where is it coming in from? Where is it going out from? So when you can identify where these money leaks are, you can patch those holes And patching those holes means then when you do start to make more sales, the money will stay. Because like I said before, if you don't fix those leaks, no matter how many more sales you make, it's still all just going to leak out. And it also means that if you don't fix those money leaks, you also have that situation. If you're going to have to work three times as hard to make the sales, to do the services, to make the products, to sell the products, to do whatever it is that your business does, to actually make enough money to make a profit. What I'm also going to tell you is, if your business is not making a profit and you're not doing anything to change that, that's 100% on you. It's not the universe, it's not the outside world, it's not Facebook's fault, it's nobody else's fault. If you're not making a profit, you need to be doing this work. Sometimes it's hard work, sometimes it's confronting, and sometimes you may have to make tough decisions. You may have to change something in your business. You might have to remove a product or service. You might have to put your prices up and let a few clients go. You might have to move out of your shop. You might have to change workshops. Like you might have to change your car. Like there's all kinds of things you might have to do that you don't really want to do. But if you sit down and know true in your heart, that's what needs to be done. Then you need to go and do that. Your business should be able to make a profit. You have every right to make a profit. And that's the other thing. You have every right to make a profit. Nobody in the business industry seems to feel as guilty about making a profit as horse business owners. Why is that? I don't understand. Why do we all feel so damn guilty for making money? I don't know if it's to do with the industry. It's, you know, is it because we're doing things that we love? Is it because we're working with animals? Is it because 
we're working with people that love animals is it because we're all completely soft I don't think that's the answer I don't know what it is but I I just see so much money guilt so let's get rid of that as well let's make it okay to make a profit let's let other people be responsible for what they spend their money on you can put your prices to whatever you need to and if somebody else can't afford it that's their decision but if they can't afford it and they're still spending it and they're going into debt to pay you that's also their decision so you need to stop taking responsibility for other people's finances and start taking responsibility for your own so off you pop right now and go and have a look at your financial statements whether you've got a profit and loss that you can print out if you don't, if you're six months behind with your reconciling, just go through your bank accounts with a highlighter pen. And if there's stuff that you can't identify, then make a note to either work it out at a later time or figure out a system so that future stuff you can record better. Because sometimes a credit card payment on your credit card from six months ago that's got some random business name, like you may never be able to track that down. It might just be too complicated. You know, because companies use shell companies and other, um, you know, trading as names and stuff. And sometimes you just can't correlate what shows on your statement to a place that you went and bought something or you bought something online. So, again, which is why it's better to do reconciling on a regular basis. Um, and reconciling, for those that don't reconcile and don't know what the hell I'm talking about, reconcile means checking your bank account against... The records that you're keeping and if you're not doing that you really need to be doing that handing your accountant your bank accounts at the end of the financial year is so deep into denial of being in business it's not funny people that work in jobs where they don't have to be responsible for the ins and outs that's fine just hand your accountant your bank statements but for the rest of you you need to be across your finances plain and simple as much as I don't love doing it, and you probably don't either, or there might be the odd person, and I do say odd with, you know, inverted commas around it, air quotes around it, that does enjoy doing it, but regardless of whether you do or don't, you do need to do it. So, as I said a minute ago, off you pop, go and have a look at all of this stuff, see if you can figure out where your money leaks are, see if you can figure out where you need to be changing things, and I wish you the very best and hopefully this is going to help you improve your profit and also reduce your money stress. I will catch you later. See you guys.